school of hard knocks, suffering and enduring through hardship on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, it's Justin, and welcome to this episode of Inverse. We're in the studio with my friends here, Israel and Siku, and we got Kelly from long distance, and she's streaming in. So hey, Kelly, welcome to the show. And we want to welcome especially you, watchers out there. We are under this arc topic of education. We've looked at different topics from here and there, and we're slowly closing up this season, but we're looking at the role of suffering. And so please don't go away. Please watch. This is a very profound study, a Bible study, on the role of suffering, especially when it comes into education. And we want to establish that education is not about homework and about grades and about getting into college, but about the school of life, school of life. So we're going to have a prayer by Callie, if you can pray for us, and we'll get into the Bible afterwards. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the privilege it is to study your word together right now. And I pray that though the topic is suffering, we would not shy away from it. We would press into it. And through even this discussion and through our experience, we would come to know you better, to love you better, and to even trust you amidst the hardships of our life. We ask and pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Israel, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23 to verse 29, if you don't mind reading that for us. All right. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he, came, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Okay, thanks, Israel. Uh, uh, Siku, we spent some time uh, in a previous episode talking about Hebrews chapter 11. We talked about faith, and this is kind of the end, and it's kind of continuing that faith motif, but there is something common in these individuals, and they experience some hardship, and then we're talking about suffering, but before we get to suffering, can you guys, can you give us an overview, and maybe someone's out there watching uh, Inverse for the first time, or maybe they're watching the education arc in, after a while, um, kind of sync us up. Okay. Um, so, as you said at the beginning, when you talk about education, we're not talking about rote learning, sitting in a classroom and memorizing mm. your uh, time state, multiplication tables, we call them. Um, but we're talking about um, just the philosophy of education mm -hmm. on overarching um, mm -hmm. theme. And from the beginning, we started with at the, at the foundation of, of true education is going to be God. Mm -hmm. And without that foundation, you're just going to be floundering. Mm. Um, and then recently, what we've been talking about are ways that God uses to teach us 
um, in the school of life, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. Um, and one of them was the sanctuary. It teaches us, th these methods teach us things about God. And in teaching us things about God, they teach us things about ourselves and our place in the universe as he has created us. Mm. Um, so we talked about the sanctuary. Um, we talked about the Sabbath um, to things that uh, God instituted as, as lessons about himself, about his plan of salvation and the way that he wants to interact with us. Mm -hmm. And we also talked about um, uh, oh, the school of the prophets, mm -hmm. there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which, um, so we're going from God, uh, our relation to God in space, in the sanctuary, our relation to God in time, in space and time, and then how we learn about God through our relationships, through mentorship um, in the school of the prophets. And today, here we are, mm -hmm. learning about what we learn uh, in the school of suffering. It's cool, and in the lives of, of other people. And, and maybe, you, um, and, and Siku brought it, was very ethereal, and, and, and some of these things were out there. We want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org, where you can get a copy, a digital free copy, of your own Bible study guide on the topic of education, and also other topics out there that we call it the Inverse Bible Study Guides. And for previous episodes, you can go to hopetv.org slash inverse, and you can see the previous episodes about the sanctuary and the time space continuum and all these other things that, that, that we talked about that bring us to this point in this season. So Israel, what is going on here? What are so special about the lives here in chapter 11 of Hebrews? Well, I think just to correct, we're not really so much talking about suffering only as much as we're talking about the school of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's three different models that we've been looking at, as Sigu already mentioned, and one of them, or the last model that we're looking at, third one, mm -hmm. is the model of the school of life. Now, the issue is that in many cases, if uh, if you're living, you're suffering, right? In in almost all. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait! wait. You're getting <laughs> just through there. If you're living, you're suffering. I mean, yeah. that sounds pretty melancholic. People, you, we will, we will encounter, we will encounter suffering in life. Mm. That's part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. And in Hebrews chapter 11, in the life of Moses, we find an interesting component to Moses's relationship with suffering. Mm. In verse 24, it says, "When he became." of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That's the first choice he makes. Mm. And the second choice he makes is in verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Mm -hmm. No one in their right mind chooses to suffer. Suffering is something that we endure, something that we'll put up with, mm. but that's not something that we will necessarily choose. Mm. And secondly, it says that he chose to suffer with the people of God. That's another you know, uh, that's in, it's an interesting term there. It says the people of God. The people of God are the people that are causing Moses to suffer. <laughs> and yet the Bible says that this is mo something that Moses, it's a deliberate choice that he had. He could avoid mm -hmm. suffering or he could embrace suffering. And he embraced suffering with people who would cause him the suffering. And this he did by faith. So there's this component that faith allows us to see beauty and suffering that would not be visible did we not have this gift of and, and, and just to just to complete Paul's thought, because the sentence continues in verse 26, um, that choosing to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin, and says esteeming the reproach of Christ. So it seems like like each each phrase expounds on the previous one, right? So so he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And the implications of that was by refusing to accept the privilege that was given to him by growing up in the palace, mm -hmm. that he was that that refusal actually um, translates to a choice. So, I mean, one thing that comes out for me is like you 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 never not choose. 
you're always choosing something. And refusing one thing is choosing something mm -hmm. else. Okay, and okay. Right, mm -hmm. so he refuses to be called son of Pharaoh's daughter, and by doing that, he chooses to suffer affliction with the mm -hmm. people of God. Mm -hmm. And in verse 26, we have the motive why he did this. Mm -hmm. Esteeming. This was like what he felt in his heart was that the, the reproach of Christ was greater than the treasures in Egypt mm -hmm. for he looked to the reward. So he had a, he, there was kind of a philosophy that was undergirding the choices that he was making was that what I value more than the treasures in Egypt, which was, you know, most powerful nation, like all of these treasures and all of this was at his disposal. But he valued more than those things, more than, more than the, the accolades that he could get, than the material wealth. Mm -hmm. He valued more than that the reproach of Christ, which is saying he didn't value the treasures of Christ more than the treasures of Egypt. Right. He valued the reproach of Christ. The worst that Jesus could give him mm -hmm. was of more value to him than the best that Egypt could give mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Profound. What, what made him think that way? What, why? Yeah. why? This is, yeah. is counterintuitive to, to everything in our society. Yeah. Later, on in the, later on in the text, it'll say he was able to see him who is invisible. Mm. And what Moses was able to realize and how this ties into education is Moses was able to realize that there are invisible implications to our present life. Mm. And this, it's a profound lesson to learn because you, you learn this or you're educated in this sense in the privacy of your own individual life. Mm. Outside of the, you know, the stadium lights of the world, you're kind of living your life not knowing, or in this case, Moses knew, knowing that all of heaven is watching and that your simple mundane actions now have implications with eternal impact that mm -hmm. all of heaven is interested in. Mm -hmm. And that's a profound, that's a profound concept to mm -hmm. know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Callie. Yeah, and I think a good point to point out too is sometimes, you know, we, we talk so much about suffering and so we're just like, yeah, you know, to be a Christian is to suffer and it's, it's the worst suffering. There's just so much darkness it's like that's not what we're saying <laughs> what we're saying here is you know i really like like siku's point of like the worst of christ is is better than the best of this world and the idea is that moses was just so focused on following god that he wasn't like man suffering let me chase that i love suffering it was just hey there's god i'm gonna follow god and it happens to bring about suffering in my life but that does not deter me in any way mm -hmm. i just want to stay close to god if that means forsaking, if that means siding with these people, if that means being in the world, and like whatever it means, whatever comes, I'm, I'm staying close to God. And because sometimes in, in my experience, I've, I've had this mindset of, so the Christian way is whatever causes me the most pain or whatever the hardest mm, for me. Mm, mm -hmm. But that's not a Christ-centered mentality. You're not focused on suffering. Suffering just comes about because we live in a sinful world and because things are hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. So the just make sure, yeah, our focus is still Jesus, yeah. even though suffering sometimes still comes in its Yeah, brain. this goes back to back to episode one. Really, episode one is the basis for this entire, this entire quarter on acquainting ourselves with God in this relationship with God. And exactly, Kelly, as you were saying, sometimes we have this weird masochistic view of God and that God is out there to get us. God is, and it's really not stemming from who God is, but really our guilt, our shame, our fear that we impose upon God. And then this relationship is just, you know, torn apart. And then we think whatever is harder, 
whatever causes more suffering, that must be God's will. And then because God is, wants this to happen, then I don't want to follow this kind of God and causes just, we, a justification for our wandering. Uh, why, why is it that we, we, why is there a natural bent in us to want to, to suffer in that respect and then to run away from suffering in other respects? It's this, we have this weird relationship with suffering, Israel. We like suffering because it, I think, feel, oh. yeah, it, it feels as though we're playing a role in our, in, in our own experience. Mm. When we choose it's to suffer. It's a form of legalism, it is. a form that's of salvation. Salvation by and works. Redemption. Yeah. And that's essentially what it is. Every time we choose to suffer, when we want, everyone wants to save themselves until mm. they realize they can't, mm. right? Because it's always easier. It's easier to try to do something for my salvation than to surrender myself mm -hmm. to God and allow Him to do with me whatever He, wa whatever mm -hmm. he wills. And what, what, um, what Moses has mastered is his ability to surrender to God because he knows Him even though He's invisible. Mm -hmm. He knows Him. He's invisible, but yet he still knows him in this in this. Okay, on that note, we're going to take an invisible break right now. Stay with us <laughs> after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. Hopefully you weren't suffering too much. Uh, Israel, continue. <laughs> so what, what we were talking about in, in the life of Moses is that because Moses, even though God was invisible, because Moses was able to see him, to know him, he surrendered to God. Mm -hmm. And this is, because it, it, it ties into education, this is the ultimate purpose, right? The ultimate purpose of education is to know God. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were to tell Moses, Moses, write yourself a curriculum for how to know God, mm -hmm. there's no way Moses would have written this curriculum. Mm -hmm. Yet he surrendered to God knowing I can entrust myself to him. Mm -hmm. And so God led him down a path. And the path that he led him through was hard. Like Moses could have been the prince of Egypt. He left that. He suffered with the pe people of Israel. The suffering caused him to sin against God in the striking of the rock. Mm -hmm. That mistake prevented him from going into the promised land. He died. And yet that was really the end of his life story until God says, I'm, even though you're dead, I'm going to resurrect you and I'm going to bring you to heaven. Mm -hmm. This was, it's one of the most beautiful curriculums that could be invented, which ultimately fulfills the purpose of now Moses knows God, mm -hmm. right? He has the privilege of knowing him, not as an invisible God, but as a very visible God. And so in the life that Moses lived, this curriculum was mm -hmm. a curriculum of education which he enrolled in through surrender to God. This is not a syllabus with book and book assignments. This is just the, a syllabus of life. Yeah? yeah, life itself is the assignment for the 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 attainment of character. Right. Yeah, and knowing God. It's it's it sounds awesome, mm -hmm. right? And it's, but it's uh, there's something in me that like. Ah, and maybe I just don't, I, mean, I don't trust in the power and the wisdom and the and the, and the love. love of God, but we should just jump into that kind of curriculum. But yeah. there's something about suffering that just makes you a little bit think twice. You know, yeah. let's go to Callie and we'll go to CQ afterwards. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up another narrative. That's okay. Um, my favorite Bible character, and that is Joseph. Mm. And you know, I I kind of feel annoyed at myself when I say Joseph my favorite Bible character because he's like everybody's favorite Bible character, and I like to be unique. But oh well. <laughs> um, but he's still my favorite character because of how closely he followed God amidst some very 
hard circumstances yeah. and there was there weren't a lot of like bright spots of like god you know giving him visions like i'm with you don't worry about it like i'm here it was kind of just you know him being blessed in what he was doing and giving interpretation for other people's dreams and just kind of little hints here and there but at the end he can see how god led him and so i love that example there but again kind of back to what i was saying earlier is, you know, we can look at Joseph like, oh yeah, cool story. But Joseph didn't get to see his whole story at the beginning. Mm -hmm. He just knows that he's a kid who was sold by his jealous brothers to be a slave. Like that's, that's all he knew at that moment. And he could have given into the suffering and said, you know, screw this whole following God thing. This clearly doesn't work out. It's not worth it. But he didn't allow suffering to remove him from God, but instead it actually bonded his heart closer to God mm. and he became more and more faithful wherever he was and people could see that. Mm. And so, you know, that encourages me that when, you know, I see circumstances in my life now, I'm not sold into slavery, so obviously I have a lot better than Joseph. But when I see circumstances that I can't see past, I like the experience of Joseph because Joseph, you know, maybe he was a planner like I am, or maybe he wasn't. And, but in his own human vision, there wasn't a way to see past mm. anything, mm. but he still could with the eyes of faith. Mm. And we see it, you know, even in hindsight where he tells his brothers, you know, you meant this for evil, but God used it for good. And even in Hebrews eleven twenty two, after his entire life, mm -hmm. he still sees with the eye of, eyes of faith. Like you guys are going to leave, take my bones with you. Mm -hmm. And so his, his entire life is, is just so beautiful. And I think it's made more beautiful because he suffered so much. Mm. And that gives his faith a level of credibility that if he had a regular, mm. you know, beautiful, normal life, then it'd be like, it's easy to follow God. But it's cool. That Joseph is a almost level. Kind of, It continues beyond his, his, his life. After, uh, he's dead. And it's, his, his faith is, yeah. in a sense, still continuing through the bones. You know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, there's a beauty yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. Siku. Um, uh, my comment goes with both Moses' experience and Joseph's. Um, I think it's just beautiful, the way Callie described it, and Israel, uh, for both characters, that God is in charge of mm. designing the curriculum, mm. you know, for what you need to learn from your life experience. Mm -hmm. I think that's just a beautiful thought. Um, you know, nowadays, uh, people pay extra money to go to schools that have uh, smaller classrooms because you're going to get more attention from your teachers mm. um, and you know in a private school potentially you have that experience and you're willing to pay more money for that mm -hmm. and here is that experience tailor-made by the God of the universe the one who already created you and he knows the purpose that he has in mind for you and he's tailor-making that experience for each and every one of us mm -hmm. and he wants to be our instructor in that way and just like in any, you know, I guess conventional classroom situation, you're only going to get as much from your instructor as you're willing to glean from them. Mm -hmm. If you're closed off in the classroom situation, not listening to what your teacher has to say, not doing the assignments you're asked to do, and you're kind of like, well, I can teach myself, you're not going to glean from that experience what you could. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, it, it can't be any different, you know, with God. And even more so, we will not learn from him what he wants to teach us mm -hmm. if we're not willing to learn from him, mm -hmm. like to humble ourselves before him and recognize him as the master teacher mm -hmm. over our lives. And whatever circumstance comes, whether it's joy or suffering, whether it's pain or, or delight, um, that in every circumstance to trust the master teacher that you're trying to teach me something through this. Mm -hmm. And I, I brought in the, the joy side too because sometimes in our joy we forget God. Mm. Yeah. So mm. anyways, mm -hmm. whichever way it is, 
trusting God it's through true. that experience. That's true. That's true. Uh, I want to uh, look at this Bible verse in Hebrews chapter 12, which to- totally corroborates with what Siku is saying here and has given me uh, courage to go through this uh, curriculum, as, uh, as, as you are all saying. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. The Bible says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? And if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Mm -hmm. It goes back to that relationship. How could God, who is a God of love, not uh, use life and use the specialized uh, curriculum to shape our characters for us? I think the bottom line is that life is in itself a school. Mm -hmm. Whether we accept it or not, we are in the school of life. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's the way God looks at it, and that's reality, whether we accept it or not. The question which uh, uh, Siku gave the answer to is how we, I almost called her Judy, is, uh, Judy's my wife. um, Not his wife. Yeah. The, the, uh, how we respond to that is ultimately going to determine how we finish our course. Mm -hmm. Now, What's beautiful about the life of Joseph is the fact that Joseph, what Joseph attained would be something that everybody would wish to attain in the end, Mm -hmm. the goal. Yet his journey there was a journey that was completely unexpected. How do you go from being a prisoner and a slave before that to being the second in command of the most powerful nation Mm -hmm. in the entire world, of which, by the way, you're not even a citizen of Mm -hmm. that country? How does this happen? It shows that God... Because when we think about suffering, we think about ourselves. But in, in the case of Joseph, it shows to what extent God is willing to go to save the world. Mm. Because it is through this character, the character of Joseph, that Egypt is able to receive salvation through those seven years of, of famine. And so what God is trying to do in many situations when we're suffering, in all situations where we're suffering, is that he's trying to portray the character of God to the world that is watching, which aligns with the very principle of education, which is mm-hmm. to know God. And this is beautifully expressed in the life of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let, me, uh, let me ask, can I ask you a personal question of, of how you have grown in this school of life, Kali, Israel, Siku, how you have in- encountered through suffering and as a result, uh, in, in some minuscule way, you have seen that, man, I have grown in my character. I've become more like God as a result or... Uh, you have faith that you will become like God. Callie? I think one of the most painful lessons I've had to learn, but also one of the most glorious that has led to a much better life, is that um, my value is not determined by what other people say. And I was on a service project that was very difficult, and just, you know, I didn't realize I, I still thought those things. I just was really enslaved by what other people thought or what they kind of implied and you know i'm a christian i I only care what jesus thinks but obviously jesus was like "Mm, let me show you yourself real quick and those were some very painful months but you know i remember coming back and and begging jesus you know i I remember praying i was like crying i'm like you know lord i know you're not physically here and like it's fine but i really wish sometimes i could just sit with you and talk that would really help me right now um and he took me to some verses in one of the letters to the Corinthian church and talks about like, you know, not caring what other people think and um, that only God can judge us. And just a, a, 
a long Bible study of that really opened my eyes to how my identity is founded in Christ. But I never, I would have just glazed over those verses in like a passing of a devotional reading if I hadn't had that experience of suffering mm. and if I hadn't realized what it felt like to not believe that was true. Those verses were true. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we have to feel the pain of lies in order to appreciate the truth mm -hmm. and to really see how much God heals us and sanctifies us and helps us. So mm -hmm. that was a painful lesson, but I'm definitely better off from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, when when uh, when I was in the Upper Peninsula as a pastor, there was a guy named it's Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Yeah, mm -hmm. Upper Peninsula, Michigan. There's this there's this older old man, probably in his seventies. His name is Ernie, and every single Sabbath he would wake up, he'd shovel the snow from the church in the seventies, and the life that he lived in all my years there, I never once heard him complain. No one ever gave him credit for what he was doing. He just lived a life in quietude. And that's what it was. And in reflection on the last, you know, 40 years of my life, I've never met a person that mm -hmm. was the epitome of Christianity yeah. as this man. Yeah. And he doesn't know he died. I never was able to tell him this. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know the impact that he made in my life by just shoveling snow, just being a Christian, consistent Christian in everyday, mm -hmm. uh, on an everyday basis. And so the school of life, I've been the recipient of that blessing, and I will forever treasure that. Mm -hmm. Um, well, <laughs> mine is ongoing school. Um, I used to be perfect, and then I got married. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus is teaching me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so much more I could say that I, I should not. Yeah. Well, yeah. it shows you that the Lord is is patient with all of us. And mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I, I am very grateful are, are in, in the same line as Siku is my wife, who has been very patient and very gentle with me, and my, my sons, who are not gentle and patient with me. <laughs> and through that combination, uh, I, 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 I know I have become more like Jesus as a result. I am becoming more like Jesus as a result, and I realize I have very far to go to become like Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I have hope. I have faith. I, I, hopefully my bones will get there eventually if I don't, <laughs> I don't get there. Um, and that's the beauty of the legacy of Joseph, that after he's gone through ups and downs, mm -hmm. I mean, he's seen the greatest success, and he's felt the most difficult challenges in life. Mm -hmm. And what we can do, if we can't trust God, we can trust Joseph, mm -hmm. that at the end of his legacy of suffering and pain and success in its highest ways, he said, look, I know this much, that no matter what happens to you, you're going to go into slavery, you're going to deal with your own challenges similar to mine, but at the end, God will surely visit you. Mm -hmm. He uses that word surely. God will for sure visit you so much so mm -hmm. that you will carry my bones from here. I will not be associated with this nation. I will be associated with the God of Israel. Amen. This one big lesson on this quarter has been allowing God to enter those areas of your life where you previously compartmentalized away from, especially in the realm of suffering, in the realm where you may feel that God is not around. That's exactly where God is moving in your life. And it gives meaning to some of these moments where we feel that God is not, is absent from. We want to encourage you to have faith and stick through it and stick close to the Lord Jesus, that He is the master instructor for your life in the midst of suffering right now. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week, next week here on Inverse, where will be the final episode on the season on education and character development. God bless you guys, and see you here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, 
Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.